0: can serve as sort of a source for inspiration about working internationally or for a greater service.
1: It's really powerful to be in a place like the UN because critical illness for a child reaches every country.
0: It's just been wonderful having such amazing people to talk to and take pictures with, of course,
2: and tour with. So it's been awesome. You're listening to The Lid is On with me, Connor Lennon. For decades, the US-based Make-A-Wish Foundation has been granting the wishes of critically ill children and teenagers, but the UN had never featured on the wish list until this January. Cale Illac is a 16-year-old from California who, as well as dealing with the usual ups and downs of teenage life, is fighting a cancerous tumour that was found in his right optic nerve a year ago. His dream is to become a diplomat, so his medical team got in touch with the UN and arranged for him and his family to fly over to New York for a VIP visit of the famous building. So
0: what
3: do you think? Awesome. Awesome? Mm,
0: awesome.
3: <laughs> yeah, it's a pretty amazing place, mm-hmm.
0: right?
2: Florence Westergaard from UN News was with Cale and his family throughout the visit, which took in meetings with senior UN officials and diplomats from the French mission. She asked him why he'd chosen the UN... As his preferred destination for the past few years i've had an interest
0: in foreign relations and international relations and i'd like to one day become a diplomat and so the un as the one of the biggest forces for international relations on the planet very interests me a lot and since the headquarters is here in new york and which is a city that i've also wanted to visit i figured it would be a really just cool place to go to and visit and experience Part of it was through my parents because they're both uh, educators of history. And so naturally, I just uh, got some of that from them. But what got me interested into foreign policy specifically was a program through Harvard that I've been called um, HuffPie, which is the Harvard Undergraduate Foreign Policy Initiative. And it's a program that takes kids throughout, throughout high school from all over the world and brings them together over Zoom for uh, seminars uh, where they meet or where they listen to uh, either diplomats, people in business, people in the state service all uh, talk about their experience in foreign policy and how that can work for you. And so uh, when I I first joined the program, I really liked it and it really inspired me to think about um, being a diplomat and what that might look like for me in the future.
3: It's something rare, I think, for a teenager of your age. Mm. How your peers Mm. uh, react to to that.
0: I mean, some of the things I've heard uh, from my friends is that it's cool, if you become a diplomat, it'd be really cool to just say I have a friend who's a diplomat, (laughs) or something like that.
3: And you want to be a diplomat here in the States or in other countries?
0: I find the whole field fascinating, so I would probably want to uh, join the state service and then be a diplomat through that and then whatever wherever they recommend me to go I would be more than willing to work at a consulate or anything like that.
3: Uh, Is there like several months that you know that you are going to come or Um, or recently?
0: Very recently I was surprised with it probably uh, like three or four days ago (laughs) so I found out about it and then we had one day before and then the next day, the next day after that, we were on a plane and coming to New York. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, that's really a uh, recent, right? Yeah. Right? I know that you have a, a, a rare cancer, and mm-hmm. I know you. It's one year today, so it's a yeah. special day for you today. Mm-hmm. Um, how are your family, yourself, you're at school. How mm-hmm. people react to to that? Was it difficult um, for you?
0: A little bit. Um, it was pretty shocking to some people. Mm -hmm. Um, I felt like my family has handled it very well. Um, But I didn't really tell anyone from school except for a few people, like a a few close friends about it um, until like a month in or something like that. And then I started talking about it. And so they reacted well to that. They've always been supportive. Um, I've luckily had one teacher that Luckily for me to experience, but not luckily for her. But she went through something similar, so that's a nice outlet that I have to talk about uh, my problems through because she experienced something similar mm-hmm. around the same age. So
3: it's good to have support, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. How was your day? What was the highlights of your day?
0: It, it, my days have been awesome. It was. It made me in awe for the most part.
3: Welcome to the UN. It's lovely to meet you. I'm Inspector González. I'm the highest-ranking female officer. And on behalf of all of us, we want to welcome you here to the UN. We're very happy that you're here. We hope that you're enjoying your tour.
0: I really liked uh, the General Assembly. I just that that place is very was cool and like well designed, so I liked looking at it.
3: And you were able to sit at the podium, right? Yeah,
0: I was able to stand at the podium and so that was cool being in the same place as such great people before me. That was very powerful. And then um out of, outside of the General Assembly, went to the Security Council and the consultation room which I understand is for a select few people uh, to be in. And so to see that and experience that room, I think that was also very powerful for me. The Security Council is made up of 15 countries, five of those countries permanent. This is the closed consultations, only the 15 here. No one else comes in, okay? It's only the 15, some uh, UN secretariat staff, uh, the interpreters uh, in in the rooms. Anything where there's a problem in the world, it's probably discussed here. You'll see the open room, but this is the close. This is where they really speak to each other, maybe in not such a professional way.
2: <laughs> as well as getting to tour the main conference and debating chambers of the UN, Kale also got to visit high-ranking diplomats and UN officials.
0: This is a place where we have the team behind us, actually, and this is where everything related to our Twitter, <laughs> Facebook page...
2: At the French mission to the UN, Kale met Diarra d'Imlabi, the mission's legal counsel.
3: And working with the United Nations is very interesting on that because we know that the chart of the United Nations is what allows us uh, to we really and work together. I mean,
0: sometimes it's complicated because we're still having war uh, in Europe, in Africa. Uh, so it's been that we somehow failed to comply totally uh, and can respect each other, but we're still our best. Our job is to really try every day to, to do our best to, to, to build a uh,
2: peaceful. Back at HQ, Maha Nasser, the head of the UN Outreach Division, had some useful tips on how to rise up the ranks at the organization.
0: When you think about the UN and wanting to be a diplomat, there are many ways. Of course, we have well,
2: 193 member states and two observer states. And each of those states has diplomats who represent those countries at the United Nations. So that's one way to actually
0: become a diplomat to join the foreign service of your country. And you could be assigned to the UN, which many people want to do because you're in New York Mm -hmm. or in Geneva or in Vienna.
1: I am Colleen Lee and I'm with the Make-A-Wish Foundation of Metro New York. Um, The Make-A-Wish Foundation grants wishes for children with critical illnesses. We in Metro New York have the opportunity to host wish children from around the world whose wishes take place in New York City and we're thrilled um, to be here today to grant a wish to come to the UN.
3: And uh, was it the first time for Make-A-Wish to come to the UN?
1: Yes, this is the first time that the heart of the child's wish was to come to the UN. And we really focus on what the child is imagining. So if the heart of the wish is to come to the UN, what does that experience look like? What are you hoping to gain? Um, Because for a child who's going through a critical illness and battling that treatment, oftentimes a wish, we believe, is essential to that process. It provides the mental stamina to keep up with treatment, Um, and so imagining What, a day at the UN? would look like. Um, We want to understand what that is so that we can work with a partner like the UN to bring the WISH child here and have them experience what they've been hoping for um, because the WISH will also stay with the child so during hard days they can reflect back on their WISH and have hope and hope is essential to the child getting better. It's really powerful to be in a place like the UN because critical illness for a child reaches every country Um, and so coming together to help this child heal is really um really extraordinary.
3: And then third person if you want to sit upstairs? Yeah. Would you like to think can do? Yeah. And then you can choose the <laughs> conference. Yeah. To you. you too. Nice to meet you. When you When you're going to go back to California, what are you going to bring with you?
0: Hopefully there's more awareness about the good that the UN does. It's not especially to people of my own peers, because I would say it's not common for, like or like you said, it's not common for teenagers to really be interested in that. And so for, I guess, the people around me to have somebody that's directly experienced or uh, direct experience with it, then um, I can serve as sort of a source for inspiration about working internationally or for a greater service.
3: Yep. And uh, as you learned today, you know, the UN is involved everywhere in the world and there is, uh, you know, uh, different topics like poverty and food. Is there something that you heard today that really that you didn't know about the UN?
0: Um, I think the whole process of decolonization I thought was interesting because I didn't realize that that was a thing. Uh, and I know it's not uh, been exactly a prominent issue in the past few years. but. For that to be a primary thing, a primary organ uh, part of the UN for so long, I thought that was very interesting. Uh, More modern though, I found the whole organization around uh, Palestine and helping Palestinian refugees. I found that to be very interesting as well.
3: And uh, you met several people to, uh, you know, the uh, security, Mm -hmm. to people at the UN, and you are going to meet some ambassadors. Mm -hmm. Um, What's your reaction to those people that work at the UN?
0: Um. Extremely positive. I mean, it, it, it's to see their own positivity and just reflect back, for having to reflect back on me. It's just been wonderful having such amazing people to talk to, and uh, take pictures with, of course, and uh, tour with. So, I, I just it's been awesome. Mm.
3: They all connected with you, right, mm-hmm. one way or the other, yeah. right? Do you have a message to your peers or to your, the UN, to the international community as you as a young person mm-hmm. who is 16 years old and you are at the UN, you want to become an ambassador
0: mm-hmm.
3: maybe in the future? So what would be your message?
0: Do your best to um, work to be better because when you're better, you can help others be better. and it's just going to be a positive chain reaction when you do that and so to always be be in service of others be helpful and be kind i would Mm say this is my message
3: yeah so you're 16 years old i know you want to be an ambassador Mm -hmm. but first you have to finish school right Mm -hmm. so how do you see your next few
0: years um hopefully passing uh my, through high school with gr- good grades and then applying to colleges and then hopefully I get into one of the ones I'm interested to like Harvard or Columbia or Stanford and from there uh, you should probably jo- uh, take the foreign service test and join the state
2: department and then just try to get a job and work from there. Kale Ilac talking to Florence Westergaard from UN News. Kale is not out of the woods, unfortunately, but the tumour has shrunk and he's regained some sight in his right eye. His family is hopeful that he'll respond well to further treatment. If you want to find out more about Kale and his trip, you can find the full story and a short video on our website news.un.org. And we'll be back next week on The Lid is On, the flagship news show from UN Podcasts.